welcome to the Three Kings Podcast, the one place where real men have real conversations, but from a kingdom point of view. With your hosts, Rob B. Free Badgett, Will Big Steel Wells, and Rob Resurrect Connolly. Sit back, tune in, and let the king speak. We are live. Welcome to another edition of the Three Kings Podcast. With welcome, welcome. With your host, <laughs> I'm Rob B. Free Badgett. Hey, I'm Rob Rutherford Connolly. Thank you all for joining in. First of all, you too. You do not have to scream into the microphone. We wouldn't know that. We don't have headphones. <laughs> we don't. Who are you? Who? Who? What, what are you doing? I'm William Wells. <laughs> A.K.A. Big Steel. What movie yes. did Terrence Howard play Nelson Mandela? I don't know, man. What movie? He did not play Nelson Mandela. He didn't play Mandela. Nelson Mandela. I think Terrence Howard did play No, he Mandela. didn't, man. First of all, he's super light-skinned. So what? With he's way wavy hair. <laughs> and he has a terrible voice. Terrible. And you know, the Africans. You know, about, you know my son. Uh, I hate my children. It you know. was the movie Winnie. Winnie. Thank you. In 2011. Oh, nobody watched. I didn't know that. that it was, was a good movie. His wife. Nobody he saw was, that. But he played Nelson Mandela. I, I didn't he did know he played Nelson Mandela. So he actually did play Mandela. What? Terrible actor. Are you crazy? One of the worst actors. I don't ever know what you're talking about, yeah. man. He's almost as bad as uh, Will Smith. What movie he Free South Hustle and Flow. Hustle and Flow. What? It's not about the size of the cat and the dog, but the dog and the cat. Blah, 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 blah. Like, shut up. That's not what he said. Terrence Howard is a great actor. I don't know why he's not. The size of the fight and the dog. I don't care. Best man, he was cool because he was a tough guy I, I thought that was pretty <coughs> so so we are halfway through the month of april mm-hmm. big shout out to everybody who's been tuning in so far Thank you i so want to give a special shout out to nicole Connolly. you do she is like our number one listener uh, my wife is nope actually. she's not actually nope so my wife's a better listener to than your wife Stop trying to call Sirion Wells and Nicole Connolly. Okay. Thank nope. you. Okay. I said Nicole Connolly. Nope. I'll say Alicia Sirion Wells. That's two for Nicole, one for Alicia. That's three. We because win. Because I am bigger than both of you. <laughs> Nicole literally will break out quotes in the middle of conversation. Uh, Does your wife do that? Does Miss Alicia do that? Uh, yes. No, she doesn't. She makes she does quotes. No, your wife just walks around yelling at you about what you said on the podcast. <laughs> She's our own censor. <laughs> William, I told you not to say oh that. Oh my gosh, dude! She she screens all the no, podcasts. No, she does What did I do wrong? You spoke. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> she enjoys it. Yeah, she does. That's great. Yes. But anyway, it's great. Big shout out to all of our listeners who have been tuning in. Big shout out. Um. We've uh, had one guest on so far. Big yes. shout out to Carlton Campbell, uh, doing major things in the Brockton big, community. Big, big ups. Uh, so you. we are local and national, and you know all that good stuff. All the great things. I looked at we... our stats. We've got listeners um, all across the globe. I didn't know all across really? the globe. Really? Yes. Who's the furthest? Who, yes. Where's the furthest? Uh, Where's where the furthest? further? India what part or in the United Kingdom? United Kingdom? No, India. India. Oh, shout out to the United Kingdom in India. Shout out to India. Yes. You know, represent. Bring us out there. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Definitely. Big shout out to everybody who enjoyed the Sex, Lies, and Lotion episode. 
that episode, praise the Lord. That one praise episode God. got three thousand downloads. Three thousand downloads, man. That Thank you a, for all the people who are struggling. <laughs> we appreciate a, you. Our church is open ju- on yeah, Sundays. All that. Not, services. I, was, I was trying to figure out. I was like, yo, this one episode was like 3,000 downloads. 3,000 mm-hmm. downloads. We average like 100 downloads per episode. 100 mm-hmm. per episode. So that's a big gap. That 3, is a huge gap. versus 100. 3,000 versus 100. I, like, I think it's because of the intellect that we're I think it's because of the intellect that. as well. Yeah. Because the topic. Was it? Yeah. We're talking about the topic. Because the, okay. the topic was tough. Was it? Okay. And um, it was interesting for a lot of people. You talk about sex every conversation. I do. I do. So I don't... I think it's my testosterone. Is that what it is? From all the work it out. Because you go to the gym. So what are we talking about today? Because it sure ain't that... (laughs) (laughs) Sure that Darkon has a whole nother group of people that he ministers to. We already introduced our I was about to get to that. Can we get to that, please? You want to start to get sidetracked by your testosterone. None of his mentees care about our downloads. You were talking about testosterone. Oh my gosh, can we just... Can you introduce... Whatever. No, no. We're going to have you introduce our special guest today oh, as yeah. we were transitioning from yeah. testosterone and everybody knows still. Sex. No, see? <laughs> you ever see those those cards that psychiatrists show you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the ink like, block cards. Ink <laughs> what do you the see? Test. <laughs> the Roche what test. do you see here? Sex. The Roche what, do, what do you see here? Protein. <laughs> what do you see here? Comic books. <laughs> and there's a picture of a little puppy. <laughs> Whatever. Don't do that laugh again. <laughs> what? So you got a special guest, man. Introduce special your guest. guest. Special and, uh, how you guys met, all that good stuff. Sure. So this uh, guest today is uh, my man, Darkon. Uh, I met him at Workout World a few years ago. Uh, you started That's off... also where you met the guys in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> you just get a lot of clients, huh? Gosh, dude. Got it. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Can, you, can I just finish? Why are you... Don't... Stop bringing that up, dude. Stop bringing that up. Anyways... Anyways, uh, <laughs> I met Dark Khan at Workout World a few years ago <laughs> when I was a personal trainer at Workout World, and he <laughs> he was looking for a personal trainer, and so we hit it off pretty well. Uh, when we when I introduced myself to him and met him, uh, we hit it off pretty well. Uh, got him through his first workout. He didn't vomit. He didn't quit. Did you take him on a ski trip? I did not. <laughs> it was snowboarding. Yeah. But I didn't do that. We didn't go to the mountains. Yeah. We stayed in the gym. But he's a hard worker. Uh, we become uh, we become really good friends. The past several years, man. I mean, we we, we become real good friends. I mean, we talk a lot. Uh, we pray with each other. We talk about ministry stuff. We do. A lot of things, and I, I think it's important as a you know personal trainer and someone who's in fitness. You know, it's not just about you know making money and 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 putting someone through a workout, but you're you're really getting to know the individual so you can help them out. Um, not just on a physical level, but on a mental level and spiritual mm-hmm. level as well. And I think that's for for me as a trainer and as someone who's in the strength field, I I think um, that's important. You know, to uh, not just think of it as a business or as a way. To make money, but I think about as um, a way to do ministry and to win souls for Christ. And you know, Doc Harmon was already ahead of the game. You know what I mean? And um, you know, he's just a good dude. He's a good, genuine dude, man. He, you know, he always has a smile on his face. 
He's always laughing. You know, he never quits. Whatever exercise I put him through, he does it. He never quits. He doesn't question. He does everything he's supposed to do, and it's it, it's a privilege to train somebody like that and to be friends with somebody who's so determined to really do um, greatness or great things, you know, just to be, you know, in a way uh, healthy um, and, uh, you know, to be really healthy and, uh, and to focus on um, the best way to live and, and have a lifestyle that's going to affect him physically and mentally. It's really Dark Khan, welcome to the show, my brother. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So what was your uh, first impression of Mr. Steele when no you gosh, met him? No gosh. What did you think? My first impression? There we go. I, what is that rock in the, the corner? <laughs> <laughs> you know, throw me over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I figured he was going to um, put me through the... Um, the ringer? The ringer. Ooh. I mean, just, just the way he looked. Mm -hmm. It's just intimidating. Was he smiling in the gym? Hey, I'm a Christian. He hardly smiled. He never, you know, <laughs> you know. So be real, honest. When I met him, he just never smiled. Over. He rarely smiled. That's accurate. You know what I mean? That's accurate. And, um, and, and, and he doesn't smile like that. Over the I years, the I've seen him smile, you yeah. know, throughout the years. Exactly. You know, but yep. when, exactly. You, when he's working mm. out, he doesn't smile. He's it's right. not a part of his ministry. He's very serious. Yeah. It's not, a part it's of not about the money. It's not about the money. We, can, we know that because he's still sitting here with us. <laughs> so and he hasn't bought any new shirts, so <laughs> it's clear. It's not about the money. But what did you personally, you went into the gym to start oh doing something specifically? Well, um, prior to meeting um, Will or going to the gym, um, when I met Jim, I just finished my second open-heart surgery. Mm. So Your second open-heart surgery. Wow. Can we back up to the first? Okay, well, <laughs> my first open-heart surgery, uh, well, I should just take you back to the beginning. Let's go. Um, I, I was born and raised in Kingston, Jamaica, so I'm a Jamaican. I graduated. Represent Wagwan. And, uh, <laughs> not today, I'll stay with. All right, then. <laughs> what? Mm. I'm cool. Cool, man. You're from, from Panama. Panama. Up, no, Panama's Panama close to My family is from Panama and Jamaica. Not the same. The now I'll tell you one more time. Canal's right near Jamaica. Brethren, go on and speak your talk. I was born with a heart murmur. And so um, the doctor says when I, you know, when I grow up at about the age of 21, it should, you know, close everything should be fine. I left Jamaica in 93. I came to the States in October. It was cold. So change from the... Warm weather coming over to the cold weather, I instantaneously got sick. Went to the hospital, they realized that I have an irregular heartbeat. Nothing happened to that. Doctor said, about when you reach 21, you should be good. 1997, August 20th is my birthday. 1997, on August 20th, was my birthday. Hmm. The day after my birthday, August 21st, I got sick. Um, so, mind you, hmm. I. Never had heart attacks. I've never had a stroke. Mm. I've never had a high cholesterol because my thyroid was very active. I'm a very active guy. I was already built. Mm -hmm. So I've never eaten a lot of fatty foods, mm. a lot of fast foods or anything like that. And um, the day after my birthday, I got sick. So I was driving a five-speed, was working construction. And then all of a sudden, I didn't have the strength to push first gear into second gear. Mm. Took me a long time to get to work. And I was doing masonry work. And I handed the guy the block, the last block of the day, and I had a chest pain. I s collapsed on the scaffold, mm. and they 
bring me into the little makeshift of bathroom mm-hmm. and I told him yeah, let me there I'll be all right but I didn't know I passed out because when I woke up it was dark wow by myself everybody thought I'd left oh you were still on the job site yeah I was still on the job site Jeez. wow dang man so I drove myself back home my breathing was was heavy and so I took myself to Boston Medical here and um, the doctor examined me and he told me I gotta be honest with you if you don't get your heart fixed in two months you're going to die he said, let me tell you something, your aorta valve is busted, and it's flapping back and forth, so all the blood mm-hmm. is going back to your heart, so I have what you call an enlarged heart. Oh, okay. Um, so, 1997, I went to Children's, I did the first surgery. Um, so, they replaced the valve, and um, I thought everything was fine then. I had to start from everything from a baby, let learn how to walk, talk, eat, sleep, because they took everything out. So I had to learn how to posture myself, um, mm. my muscle mass, and, um, and everything. Mm. 2015 was my second surgery, but I... How old were you in the first one? You I said was, your birthday. I was 21. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's 21. When so, they told him it was supposed to be all right. So, mm. 21, but, but that was, I was 21 years old. That was mm. my first surgery. Mm. Had to win the rehab. And learn. How long were you in a rehab for? I was the in first rehab surgery. for about two months. Okay. So, um, because um, I had to learn how to walk because they had put, um, they had to take a picture from my heart, but mm-hmm. they had to do it between my legs. Yep. And oh, so, with that process, you have to actually ex- stretch your legs out. But mm. I was bedridden, mm. so I didn't was able to get on the floor mm-hmm. yeah. until after the surgery they wanted me to start walking and I collapsed mm-hmm. um, so I had to get the strength back in my legs and uh, so on and so forth so that's then mm-hmm. 2015 um, I um, just started a job in Foxborough waste management rather yep. and um, finished training and I catch I was, as got sick. Mm-hmm. So I thought I had the flu. Mm-hmm. So I went to work Monday, went to work Tuesday, went to work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, went to work for the week. Mm-hmm. Went home Friday night, feeling bad. Saturday, went to Walgreens to buy all the flu medicines that you can think of. Right. I thought I had the flu that I couldn't shake. Mm-hmm. So I went to uh, Sunday, I took myself to, I took, uh, the family took me to Boston Medical for the emergency room. My temperature was 104, and they rushed me into the waiting area there. So I stayed there all night, and the message was, Mr. Pierce, you don't, you don't have the flu, but we don't know what's wrong with you. So the majority of the time, <coughs> me being in the hospital was them to figure out why I was there. Mm-hmm. And so because they had seen the incision, they had asked me when I had my first surgery, and I told them it was children. And so, after about um, three weeks, they found out that I had the infection in the blood, but they didn't know where the infection came from. So, the process, the time that I was in the hospital, heart surgery was not in the equation. Of course, yeah. Yeah. They wasn't talking to me. So, this part of my story here now is what I remember. Mm -hmm. 
I wasn't having seizures, according to the doctor, I was having rigors, but I was having it very violently. And my leg, my right leg was swollen, and they said, we're going to take an echo, make sure that we don't see no blood clots. Uh When they took me there, I told a guy I was cold, and he brought a warm blanket, and I began to have rigors attack. Okay. I went out. Wow. Um, at that time, I can only, I don't remember what happened. Um, what I'm about to say now is what my family told me and what the surgeon said. All right. Okay. Is that, um, you stopped breathing. We had to put you on a breathing machine. We had called your family because you're getting ready to die. Yeah. So they only gave me... 24 hours to live, so they had called my family at that time to say what they had to say. The surgeon had said that we didn't know what else to do because we couldn't find out what was the problem. We looked at your heart, there was no issue. And so when they were standing around, when they were standing around, when they were standing around, they said that, um, let us do let us look at your heart again. Yeah. And so they looked at the heart again and um, they looked at the heart again and um, they find out that the valve, something is wrong with the valve. Okay. Okay. So they had to do an same one that they fixed. The same one. Okay. So they had to do an emergency surgery. Yeah. Uh, The surgeon says, he said, I've never seen this before. In my 30 years of being a surgeon, mm. he said, when we cut you open, I was ready to cut the valve. We was going to cut the valve. We was going to replace it. That was the, the ordeal. Right. But he says, when we cut you open and open your chest out, you did not have a valve. At all. Your aorta was sitting inside your body. It was rotted off. He what? Said he, he took. He said all he did was he took the scapula and took it up and put it over here. He didn't do a. So your aorta rotted off. My aorta valve was off. That's so ridiculous, man. Wow. And he said. <clears throat> That's crazy. I've um, never heard of that ha- ever happening. He said, uh, "How you are living <laughs> with with that?" Yeah. Um. But anyways, um, they closed the hole, they give me a mechanical valve, right. and they fix me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was my second surgery. And um, cut a long story short, it's very, very lengthy. When I woke up, that's when I realized that I had open heart surgery. Yeah. When I regained consciousness, they gotcha. told my family <coughs> that we're just going to see if he's going to wake up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and per the surgeon, he said, because your heart was so weak, we're not expecting you to do anything. I think you're not going to be able to do nothing at all. Uh And so they were very impressed at the rate at how I was progressing. Uh Um, when I, before I left Boston medical and went to the rehab, I went to another rehab here. Sure. Um, how long were you in rehab this time? So, um, my surgery was in May, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the rehab in June. I think I uh, left about the last, the first week of August. Okay. Um, and um, and I'm just grateful to God. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, so the, the the surgeon was there, very baffled mm-hmm. of the whole entire process. Sure. My cardiologist says to me, you know that. I give him hope every time he sees me. That's what's up. Because when he looks at me and mm-hmm. sees another patient mm-hmm. that is in the same predicament, if I could come out of it, I, he knows he believes for them as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and that brought me into right into the fitness mm-hmm. because um, I needed my heart to be more stronger because mm-hmm. the doctor says my heart was weak mm-hmm. and. And he said, well, you can't do a whole lot of stuff. You can't do running. And when I came out of the hospital, the very thing that they said I couldn't do, I did. Mm-hmm. I started to walk mm-hmm. because I couldn't breathe long, so I couldn't walk long. Mm-hmm. So I walk halfway and turn around back around. Mm-hmm. I walk another halfway and turn back around. I walk another halfway and turn back around. I walk another halfway and turn back around. Mm-hmm. And um, after I get my strength and everything back i went to wow mm-hmm. and that's how i met will now at the time will didn't know <clears throat> i had any surgery right and he's pushing you this hard like a daggone no, idiot it wasn't pushing, pushing you hard he didn't know because i didn't mm-hmm. tell him did he look frail to you will when he when you first met him i was aware because um jesus at the time had mentioned it yes when you had your interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so my plan was to uh, kind of do an assessment and see where your level was at, because not to push you too hard, especially with the surgery. It just didn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. so that was my plan when I met you, was to make sure that we did just enough to kind of make sure you were on pace to be healthy and on pace to, you know, to, to be successful in the workout plan but not to make, but not to you know have you overdo anything. Yeah. That was that was my plan. Yeah. You know, so you started off slow, and in, in the beginning, but you were always willing to push yourself. That's right. You know what I mean. So that was always mm. inspiring. Mm. And that was um, that was my determination, because mm. my determination was that when the doctors limited me to a lot of things. Mm. Now when I started the training session. Uh-huh. And then I have to go back to the doctors because I have to go mm-hmm. back to look at my heart every other month, every month. Mm-hmm. Um, they notice a difference. Um, your heart is getting stronger. What you mm-hmm. doing? I said, well, I've been going to the gym. I said, okay. I said, well, you know, I've been on the treadmill and, mm-hmm. you know, I've been doing this. Okay. You get your heart rate up. And I said, yes. How's your breathing? I said, my breathing is fine. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. Well, whatever you're doing, uh, keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I kept kept going with Will, and the last time, the last time I went to see my cardiologist, yeah. they were blown away at my progress. <laughs> wow! Um, yes, how, how much time was that in between when you first started to that? A year. A year. So in a year's time, because uh, in a year's time. They was blown away by my progress. Okay. And when I went to the cardiologist, my cardiologist said, "Stay here. I gotta show you. Mm-hmm. I gotta call somebody." Mm-hmm. And what he, who he called was, 
the surgeon who did my operation. Mm -hmm. And they looked at me and said, wow, mm -hmm. you don't look like you had open heart surgery. Uh, you, you, you just a year prior. Just a, you know, mm. so I, I, you know, I, 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 I made up good progress mm -hmm. by the grace of God through, you know, the help of um, will, mm -hmm. you know, and um, training, and it was it, it worked. Now, was he your only trainer? That it was heard? the only trainer. I didn't have the only no, trainer you've ever had. The only and you haven't <laughs> lift weights before him. Nothing else before yeah. nobody. Wow. We had That's to start amazing. from scratch. I had to teach him how to do everything. That's amazing. From basic technique, every I mean everything, how to breathe properly. We went over. I went over everything with him to make sure he would be successful with the program that I put yeah. together for Gave him. Gave me Absolutely. a meal plan. Mm -hmm. I meal even plan. showed the doctors the meal plan. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, we had to modify the meal plan because. Yeah. Uh, I st I'm on medication. I'm going right. to be on medication for the rest of my days. But I, I you know, I wish I can, because mm. I hate pills. But mm. I, I can't eat anything high in vitamin K. Uh, so um, Will was gracious enough to modify the meal plan. Mm -hmm. And so when I, you know, tell the, you know what you're eating, and I tell him what I'm eating, so, this is genius. This is good. Mm. You know, and you know, my last, like I told. Well, the very last um, doctor's appointment I went to, mm -hmm. they said, "Man, I don't ha I don't need to see you again for another year." Right. And um, and they said, "You you 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 don't look like you had two open heart surgery." That's definitely God because I've never had um, open heart surgery at all, and your body looks better than mine's. <laughs> so I'm gonna try to figure yeah, that out. Yeah, he's a lot stronger than you. He's a lot stronger. Uh, I'm sure he is. Yeah. I can I can tell. He would outbench you any day. I'll squat you. So I'm just going to I'm just going to guess that yes. you were you know at some point in time was probably stressed and nervous and I'm going to also guess that your faith played a part in that through this whole process. Yes, uh, yes. It it, it 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 in in this whole process it it did. Um you know, when when the when the doctors told me that uh, they told my family um somebody had recorded um when he said that um the valve was was felt. <laughs> they wanted to know how long I was sick. Uh -huh. You see, I was already traveling and preaching at the time, mm. so I really, you know, he said, "Well, you should have already been sick before you came to the hospital." Mm -hmm. So I'm a drummer, so I play drums, right. uh, and then I travel and I minister, um, you know, all, you know, across the country, New yeah. York, wherever I'm called. Mm. Um, so I'm very, I'm a very active young man. Mm -hmm. mm. So. They were baffled. So my faith, my faith, took a, took a plunge. To be honest with you. Yep. Um, because when they kept coming into the room to say we found out what's wrong with you, mm -hmm. and then they came back and said, "I'm sorry, that's not what's wrong with you." So when they kept coming back to say, "That's not what's wrong with you. That's mm -hmm. not what's wrong with you," wow. then I become doubtful. Right. Because they don't know what's wrong with me. Um, when I was fading out, no breathing, um, I was fading when I was having the Rikers to, and I passed out. Mm -hmm. um, I remember the first time, but I couldn't remember the second time mm -hmm. because they said I did it twice. They said when you went out the second time, we had to rush you, put you in a breathing machine, you was on life support. We were keeping your heart pumping, but you weren't, you weren't, alive. Yeah, you were unconscious. 
you know. Um, mm -hmm. So he said the infectious disease people were there. Mm -hmm. um, and they said, well, we didn't know what else to do to you. Mm -hmm. There was nothing else we could do. We were standing. We were, you said we were literally standing around your bed trying to figure out what else did we miss. Mm -hmm. He said, because we did the echo, but mm -hmm. from the point of looking at the echo, we thought that your heart was beating properly. Mm -hmm. So we didn't really thought it any anything further until we say, why don't we look it on a different angle? Mm -hmm. That's when we saw the problem. Mm -hmm. But he said, when we saw the problem, we thought that it was just a hole. We did not know your valve was not even attached. So, so how was your mindset from the first surgery compared to the second surgery? How was your mindset with those? That, uh, my mindset is different. Yeah. Um, because it has opened my eyes uh, to a plethora of different things. Mm -hmm. um, to go through a near-death experience or probably dying, you know, and, 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 and able to be here again. You know, my mindset is different. I look at life a little bit differently. Yeah. You know, I, I look at different words. Like, if you should ask me what was the first words that I recognized when I was waking up was, it's good to see you, the voice of my wife. Mm -hmm. It was good to see you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I adapted the words when I haven't seen anybody for a long time. I always mm -hmm. say, it's good to see you. Wow. You know, and um, it is... Um, it is it it is a blessing just to be here. Um, so my mindset is a little it's different. I do have a question. Um, yes, sir. Like what what do you? Because I'm hearing like I'm just envisioning you as you were going through these trials and tribulations as part of your story and your calling. Like what do you feel like God has called you to specifically, and what is what is the road that you're on? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think that God has specifically called me to. To help people, um, my role is to um, to encourage, to assist, um, to bring clarity, to bring healing uh, to people's lives. And um, I believe that it has um, this process has ignited that push me or propel me further into that. And to be able to see a need and to help people to overcome. Mm -hmm. Healing um, is another aspect of it. And um, to be able to let people know that God can do absolutely anything mm -hmm. if you believe in him. Absolutely. Do you do that through uh, training, uh, preaching? How do you, what's your um, main focus on helping people? Uh, both. Mm -hmm. Uh, preaching, uh, I, I preach mostly, mm -hmm. um, and um, I, I train, mm -hmm. uh, talk to men or young people, or mm -hmm. talk to a group of women, um, mm -hmm. which whichever setting I am placed in, mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm glad that God graced me the 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 ability to be able to articulate and to speak um, to the group mm -hmm. of people that is before me. So how did how did your wife handle all of that going on? I, she didn't handle it well. I, I, I you know, it. She was. Was she? she were you married at the first heart attack? No. Okay. I wasn't at, at the first. Uh, I was um, at the second. So this okay. is her first yeah. experience. Uh -huh. And um, she did well. Mm -hmm. um, granted, the 
the enormous mental struggles yeah. um, that she probably have to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only imagine what she had to go through because I wasn't coherent in most of the process. Everything I've learned, I've gotten from her. I've mm-hmm. gotten from the people around my church, came down to Boston. I specifically did not allow my father from Jamaica to come mm-hmm. because I just did not want her to be overwhelmed of making sure he gets something to eat, pick him back to the hotel, bring him back to the hospital. I just didn't want that mm-hmm. overwhelming. So he's I, never been to this country before? He's been here before, oh. but I just did not want him to, yeah. to come. Okay. You know, so I, mm-hmm. I think she, she, she held me down. I, I appreciate her for what she has done mm-hmm. um, to keep everybody abreast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I heard that she had a, uh, she fainted when they told me, wow. you know, her mother told me that she fainted when the surgeon says he's going to pass in 24 hours. There's nothing else we can do. Um, and so the priest, they had bring a priest at the hospital. I'm, I'm assuming you bring mm-hmm. a priest when somebody's getting ready to. Yeah. Um, and so, so it, it, I can just imagine mm-hmm. um, her, her, her take. So as far as your mindset now with fitness, like what is, what's driving you besides, you know, being, wanting to be healthy physically, what, what else is driving you to really engage and embrace you know this type of lifestyle because a lot of people get involved with fitness and working out you know eating well but they don't they're not consistent with it you know mm-hmm. they're not they're not looking to be serious about it but you've taken it for the past several years and you've been headstrong about it you always have a smile on your face you know what i mean so what's that what's that been like for you your mindset my mindset um the fitness part um the fitness part is twofold uh number one I must say, um, when the when the doctors told me that my heart was very weak and limit me to certain things, I felt as if you can't box me in. Mm-hmm. I'm young. You understand? And... Um, and I felt as if I needed to do something about it. Sure. So the fitness journey was to allow my heart to be strengthened, not by medication, right, right, but by the naturality mm. of fitness or health. The natural herbs. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. And if I can, if I can do that, uh, then I'm good. Mm. Secondly, to make me better yeah. as a whole right. um i look at it from a biblical standpoint mm-hmm. as as well because uh, the body here is the tool or mm-hmm. it is the instrument how god uses to bless people mm-hmm. if my instrument is not good mm-hmm. then i can't preach the gospel oh he's preaching right now he is preaching so <laughs> So my tool here, (laughs) my tool here has to be in proper perspective. So eating, drinking, and whatever I do in the body Mm. helps me to be a better 
soldier for Christ. Mm -hmm. yeah. I did not want to be, uh, let's say, uh, the man at the gate and beautiful in Acts 3. Mm -hmm. The man at the gate, beautiful in Acts 3, he was crippled. Yes, sir. The problem with him is that he looked at the crippleness as a default not to make something of himself. Mm-hmm. But the Bible declares that his feet didn't give it, his ankles didn't give him any strength. Mm -hmm. So because of that, he felt that he needed to beg in order to get in life. Mm-hmm. He needed help, but in actuality, he didn't get any help because the person who brought him to the gate was the same person who brings it back home would be the same person who will spend the money when he gets it. <laughs> so he wasn't independent. Mm -hmm. And so when Peter says, silver and gold, I buy none such as I have, I give unto thee, he gives them the ability to be who he would be. Right, right, right. And so I want the ability. Yeah. And so what Will has was the ability that he has Mm. By his outward, his I needed yeah. that tenacity and that drive yeah. to give me that push mm. to become a better person. Now, another question I have. As a man of uh, color, like how uh, important is it to you in, term, in terms of uh, navigating a healthy lifestyle as well as communicating that to other brothers? Because one of the things, one of the reasons why we did want to bring you on is because I've never met somebody walking around who's had two heart transplants. That's one. Two, never. you love God. Uh, three, you believe in natural healing as well as God's divine power and healing. You know, so that's 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 a package, you know, which I feel like that's something that brothers need to hear. Like, what do you feel um, is lacking? What do you feel needs to be added to the pot of reaching brothers and having them get those checkups because a lot of us we don't go to doctor's appointments unless our wives tell us to um that's true you know what i mean so yeah. well men in general yeah don't men. even enjoy that right you know uh, men good question uh, men in general uh don't do anything until the last minute i believe we are uh procrastinators by nature um and we are gravitated by chaos um and if we could Eliminate that, taking care of who we are, understand who we are, then we can be better person. Mm -hmm. I, 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 um, my m most men are not motivated. If they are motivated, then it will be better. I think every time I see Will, I am motivated because I have never been around Will. I have never seen him on a bad day. Or I've never seen him slack. Or I've never seen him drinking something that he's not supposed to, eat something that he's not supposed to. Mm. Every time I see him, he motivates me. Like a robot. I'm, I'm motivated. It pushes me. Um, he may not say nothing, but just by his presence, he mm. pushes me. That's right. And I think each man, <laughs> I think man just needs someone who is going to motivate them. That's what's up. Who's going to push them. Absolutely. A lot of us, we internalize. A lot of men, they don't speak a lot. They internalize a lot of things. Mm. They don't speak what's on their mind. So they internalize. So they ingest a lot of stuff that they fail to exhale. Mm. Um, and if we can allow them to understand their right and their purpose and to able to express themselves, 
Because a lot of men don't like to express themselves because confidentiality becomes a lost art. I tell you something and you, you go back and tell somebody else so mm -hmm. nobody don't want to talk to you no more. So instead of, instead of expressing, they internalize. That's interesting. You know, I, I, I can relate to a lot of your story because William, you know, he motivated me to become a good runner myself. <laughs> you know, he tried to kill me a couple of times, so I, I ran did. away. Several times, Every actually. Time. <laughs> I've had children attack yeah. me, too. But let, but let me ask you, uh, what would you say one or two of the, like, the biggest mistakes men are making with their health that mm -hmm. you have noticed? There you go. Uh, that's tough. There's one or two. Well, if you want to give 10. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I think um, hmm. it's a tough question. That, that, that is tough. Because then, um, you show the uh, muscle to your left can answer that. To <laughs> <laughs> um, <you know. laughs> my left. Yeah. Yes. What would you say, Will? What was the question again? Like one or two of the biggest mistakes you think men are making. Two of the biggest health. mistakes that men make is uh, they don't think anything's wrong with them when there really is something wrong. And uh, number two, uh, a lot of men don't look at nutrition as a way of life or as a lifestyle. They just look at as a, just a, you know a way to just be fed and to have something during the day. For me, nutrition, taking care of myself is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that's adopted. It's a lifestyle that you practice mm -hmm. every single day. It has become a habit. has become part of you. A lot mm -hmm. of men aren't like that when it comes to taking care of themselves. And, you know, I, I can speak to your point about, you know, when you thought it was the flu, you know what I mean? It's like, I remember when I had my bacterial infection, I thought it was the flu. So I held off on going to the hospital for mm -hmm. a whole week. So a whole week I'm battling this um, bacterial infection, thinking it's the flu. I'm taking all this medication thing that's had the flu and then when I finally go to the doctor's because my flu my flu the, the uh temperature keeps rising he's like dude you got a bacterial infection your your liver was about to, my liver was about to shut down my kidneys mm. were about to shut down mm. I was in like what I just found that out this week yeah well I just told yeah I told Bazzi this week <laughs> but yeah but I it's important for you to understand if you're feeling sick if you're not feeling right and if it's constant especially more than three to four three to five days that is, the, that is your body telling you something is really seriously wrong. When we get sick, we think it's just a cold or the flu, and we can fight off a medication, but when it's something really deeper that's going on with your body. So if you're not getting checked out, you're, 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 you're possibly causing more damage to yourself because that's you're true. not that's doing true. what you're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. You know that's what I mean? True. So taking it seriously, going to the doctors regularly, having yourself checked out, any, um, um, any diseases that are in your family history, you have to be vocal about it. You got to let people know. You got to let your doctors know so that they can test for all of those things. You know, that's one of the motivations that uh, that I have for, you know, trying to, you know, have men, you know, really step up and be fathers in their homes. Because, like, when you look at the family history mm -hmm. and then a man doesn't know what's in his family history because his father's not around, right. you know, it's really a crazy thing that messes with the mind. Like, mm -hmm. not too long ago, just a couple months ago, I got a, I had a colonoscopy. And, you know, and some people are like, oh, sh you know, don't tell nobody, you know, that's a secret. I'm like, why? Mm -hmm. Like, get checked. get checked. Like you were saying, like, we, we wait to, you know, the last, the last minute. minute. Yeah. I'm like, you're playing with your body here. Yeah. I'm like, yo, you ha a, a guy will get his body checked once every 10 years if something crazy happens. 
but you'll get an oil change every time that bad boy says it hits the miles. That's right. I'm like, you care more about your car than your body? Exactly. Get that bad boy checked out, man. Taking too much medication, overdosing you know? accidentally. Overdosing. That I mean, stuff happens. You know, you know and, um, and that's, very, that's, very, that's very true. I think, I think we just need to be more conscious mm -hmm. of ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, our body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, the Bible declares in uh, Corinthians. Mm -hmm. And um, really, to take it a little bit uh, deeper, um, to take it a little bit deeper, our body, originally the shell, mm. was made to last a little longer. Absolutely, you're right. That's true. That's why yep. when you cut yourself, that is a fact. You bleed, and then your flesh grows back. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Because it heals itself. Mm -hmm. um, but when you don't take care of the body, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, as it relates to um, Christ, uh, as it relates to people who are in the church, mm -hmm. you delay the process. Um, you know what I mean? You're basically, um, yeah, delaying the process. Mm -hmm. He just made a connection. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. <laughs> you know, uh, so I think it's very important, man, for us to pay attention to our bodies, you know, because we want to be around for our kids, especially right. if, if, right. if, if we've got men that has kids, mm -hmm. you know, and then we set that example for the family as well. Mm -hmm. That's right. And we pass down um, to that younger generation, to that younger generation, mm -hmm. you know, um, so it, it's very, it, fitness is very important. Wellness is very important. So you said you were born with a heart murmur, right? Yes. Uh, was that something that was in your family, or were you the first person in your family to have that? That's a good question. Um, I was I was born at home, so I wasn't born at the oh. hospital. Um, oh. So when the when my father noticed that I wasn't breathing, mm -hmm. um, that's when they took me to the hospital, and that's when they found out. My mm -hmm. grandmother, uh, uh, my father's mother, had a heart problem. Okay. Um, out of my two brothers and one sister, I am the only one that has the heart problem. Okay. All right, well, I got one last question for you. So how far do you plan on pushing your body now? Do you plan on running a marathon? Like, <laughs> how, how far do you plan on pushing he your body? I'm pushing it as far as I allow, as he allows me to push him. <laughs> how well, far do you plan on pushing him? <laughs> pushing him. That's no. not much. Yeah. Well, I, I want to I take my body as far as it will go. Mm -hmm. um, Teaching running, you how to power lift now. <laughs> running that? a marathon, I didn't have in mind. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But to be healthy, mm -hmm. um, to go this mile long yeah. with God, um, mm -hmm. I will. I will ride it out as long as I can. So, Amen. yeah, Amen. absolutely. Well, brother, we want to thank you for coming out here and um and hitting us with all this, man. I think you are definitely a walking testimony. I mean, our viewers can't see. I mean, they'll check it out on on our social media when we all take a pic. But, um, you know, it's, a, it's definitely a blessing for me just to hear your story, you know, because I'm hearing it for the first time. You know, you went through all of that. You're here breathing. You're doing your thing. And, you know, Absolutely. you're just a blessing, man. So we appreciate you coming you're through. You're a walking miracle, sir. Do you, you know? have an official ministry that you lead in now? Um, no, I, I don't. But my, my official ministry is in New York. But I, you know, if I'm not in New York, uh, I'm here. I visit. Mm -hmm. Um, you okay. preach out here sometimes yes. as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. okay. yeah. Out here in Brockton. We definitely like to follow up, man. Because we think that God has definitely got a calling. Well, you know, you're walking in your calling. He is. You know, you have a new heart. 
and a new heart. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's right. So we I appreciate you stopping by, brother. Appreciate you having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for all for inviting me. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Until next time, please continue to follow, support, like, share, subscribe. It's another edition of Three Kings Podcast. Stay classy, everyone. He's, he's been waiting to say that. His name is Darkon, but he has a light in his heart. <laughs> hey, Jesus. Jamaica, stand up. Your brethren now come home and then tell you about Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior. Him come for you. Hi, Yes, Lord and mercy. Three kings, no man. Three kings, And then there's that. Okay. Until next time. Hopefully. Two plus two is four. <laughs> Maybe Minus one is three. Quick maps. And hopefully you come back. Okay? <laughs> Have a great day, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Three Kings Podcast. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms at Three Kings Podcast or visit us on the web at his3kings.com. Until next time, let a king be a king. Peace. <laughs>